Expresso Prime, a podcast all about primes, short enough to listen to while you enjoy your cup of coffee. Hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode of Expresso Crime. Today's Sunday Scaries are part two of serial killers with the last name starting with G. Today's list includes 18 serial killers from female killers to death row inmates, an execution that was authorized by the president, and one of the most sinister cases ever discovered on this show on Disgust. I meant Disgust. I said Discovered. Whatever. Let's get into the list. Number one on the list is Robert Gleason Jr., an American serial killer, and this one is a bit wild. In 2008, Gleason was sentenced to life in prison for the 2007 murder of a man in Virginia. It is said that that murder was to cover up Gleason's involved in a drug gang. In 2009, while serving a life sentence, he became frustrated with the Department of Corrections. He said that they did not move his mentally ill inmate, And that said inmate was serving a 100-year sentence for a shooting spree on August 11, 1983. Gleason hogtied, beat, and strangled the 63-year-old inmate on the second anniversary of his first murder. Kind of just a weird connection there. Gleason pleaded guilty. In court and media interviews, he vowed to continue killing if not given a death sentence. While awaiting sentencing at Red Onion State Prison, a highly secure prison for the state's most dangerous inmates, he strangled a 26-year-old in July 2010. This was done through wire fencing that separated their individual cages in a prison yard. Cooper had been serving a 34-year sentence for robbery. After this second prison murder, Gleason was sentenced to death. He voluntarily waived his appeals and chose the electric chair over lethal injection. On January 16, 2013, he was executed. His execution was the first to be carried out by electric chair since 2010, and with capital punishment now abolished in Virginia, it makes it the last as well. Second on the list is Sean Patrick Gobble, known as the Interstate Killer and American Serial Killer. As a truck driver, Gobble kidnapped and murdered at least three women along highways in North Carolina and Tennessee during the winter of 1995. In addition, authorities in 10 other states investigated him for numerous other killings committed during the late 1980s and early 1990s. While he was cleared in some of those cases, as of today, his true victim count remains unknown. Number three is David Allen Gore, an American serial killer who confessed to and was convicted of six murders in Vero Beach in Indian River County, Florida, in the 1980s. Gore was executed by lethal injection in 2012, having been on Florida's death row for 28 years. Number four on the list, Marshall Lee Gore, an American convicted murderer and rapist who was executed by the state of Florida for the 1988 murders of two women. He also raped and attempted to murder a third woman before kidnapping her two-year-old son. He was convicted, sentenced to death, and was executed in 2013 at Florida State Prison by lethal injection. Okay, back to back with the last name Gore, both murdering around the same time in Florida, executed a year apart. That is a lot of similarities there. They weren't born in the same state, so I don't believe they are closely related, if at all, but the similarities there, I was like, what is happening? Number five, Mark Godore. He is an American serial killer, kidnapper, thief, and rapist. He terrorized victims in the Phoenix metro area between August 2005 and June 2006. So he was active at the same time as two other Phoenix serial killers who were known as the serial shooter. 
Not a good time for Phoenix, and if it could just stay in the past, that would be great. Number six on the list, Harrison Graham, an American serial killer who murdered seven women in Philadelphia, and that was between the mid-1986 to mid-1987 timeline, and he kept the remains in, the, in his apartment. In 1988, he was found guilty on all charges and was sentenced to death, but his sentences were later reduced to life imprisonment. He lived less than a mile and a half away from the home of another murderer, Gary Heidnick, who was also arrested during the same time period for similar crimes. The keeping of the remains and is just so bizarre to me. And once again, we're back to those similarities. So weird. Number seven, Kenneth Granville. So he is an American serial killer and rapist who was responsible for the sexually motivated murders of seven people in Fort Worth, Texas from 1974 to 1975, most notably the mass murder of three women and two children. After willingly admitting to the crimes, he was convicted, sentenced to death, and executed in 1996 after several delays and challenges to his sentence. Number eight on the list, Dana Sue Gray, an American serial killer who murdered three elderly women in 1994. She was caught after a fourth intended victim survived and identified her. She says she committed the murders to support her spending habits and she is currently serving her sentence in the California Women's Prison. Number nine, next on the list, is a little bit longer, but it is absolutely crazy. Marvin Gray's legal issues first started when he was 12. He broke into a courtroom and was sent to a reform school in Lexington, Kentucky. In 1970, as a 16-year-old, he broke into a garage and stole a gun. From there, he made several more thefts and would threaten victims with said stolen gun. For this, he was arrested and a year later, he was sentenced to five years in prison. Not reform or juvie, but actual prison. I think that's just an important note for this. He was released from prison in early 1975 and due to taking up powerlifting while there, he had substantial growth. He would use this to overpower people. Later that summer, while working in a downtown hotel, he used a master key to enter a room and that's when he stole a gun. Not long after, he and a friend were arrested for the assault of a police officer who was shot while investigating a murder by that hotel. An interesting note, ballistics were used and the examination showed that the same gun was used to shoot the officer and for the murder that the officer was investigating. However, neither Marvin Gray or the friend were charged for the murder. Interesting. Marvin Gray was sentenced to four years for the assault of the officer. While in custody, according to the investigation, he committed his first crime against an inmate. Inmate David Cook was found beaten and strangled at the end of 1977 in his cell. Things are escalating. With regard to this murder, eyewitnesses you know, prisoners, eyewitness prisoners changed their testimonies and even despite allegations that Gray threatened many in prison with physical violence, he was never charged with the murder of Cook. In 1978, Gray was released early. I know that he wasn't charged for this murder, but this is just a scary thought. 
He returned to Kentucky where he met a 17-year-old who he was often abusive to. They had a son in 1979, and that same year he was arrested for stealing a car. Not a gun, a car. Just thought we fun fact there. On March 16, 1980, Gray and two other inmates escaped prison. They hijacked a van, and en route, Gray beat one of the inmates he was escaping with to death. A few days later, he reached Denver, but his sister-in-law turned him in and authorities sent him back to Kentucky. The FBI did get involved regarding the inmate that was murdered while on the run. That inmate's body, though, has never been found. Once again, in August 1982, he was released and immediately violated his parole by catching a bus to Denver. On September 1st, he met a woman, and after refusing to have sex with him, he stabbed her 14 times, killing her. Gray was arrested and convicted in 1984 and sentenced to 16 years imprisonment. In 1986, he was, char- he was first charged with raping a cellmate, but the investigation was soon terminated due to the lack of evidence that the act was violent. Gray got off with an administrative penalty and was transferred to a prison with more stringent conditions of detention. He was released on parole on January 18, 1991. Seriously. In Kentucky, authorities charged Gray with gun possession in March 1991, but the charge was dropped. He was extradited to Colorado. He was once again released and on parole, his freedom was extremely limited. However, that is just on paper. He was obliged to find a job, had a probation officer appointed to him, and was prohibited from leaving the state of California and living near places where children or teens were. Two days later, after his arrest, Gray got on a bus and left for Kentucky to visit his relatives, thereby violating those conditions for early release. Having appeared in the city, Marvin sought out his family members, but they forced Marvin to get on a bus a few days later and return to Colorado. About a year later, now in 1992, he was arrested for burglary. Given his past criminal history, he was given life imprisonment. November 1992, Gray was charged with the murder of another prisoner named Daniel Green who he believed was an informant in a drug case. Gray blamed Green's murder on two black cellmates while five other inmates testified against Marvin. However, despite the fact that he was charged with first-degree murder, Gray was never convicted of Green's murder. In early 1993, he was transferred to another prison. On July 1993, Gray beat and raped his 27-year-old cellmate. Less than a week later, he committed another similar crime by raping another inmate. He was transferred to the Colorado State Pen, a special high-security prison where exceptional measures were taken against him. In the 2000s, he was considered the most dangerous prisoner in the state of Colorado, being convicted of three murders and suspected in several others, personally confessing to killing 41 people across eight different states from 1971 to 1992. Marvin Gray died on July 19, 2013. I think that is honestly the most, one of the most sinister cases out there. It is just absolutely like the amount of times he was released on parole and then just kept escalating. It is absolutely to me just madness. I know there's tons of super sinister cases, but that for me, there's just something about it.
Today's Sunday Scary Show supporter is SensiLab.com and you can use code SE20JHITCH for instant savings on their website. So SensiLab.com is a great go-to for a variety of supplements from beauty like hair, skin, and nails to hormonal balance, vitamins and minerals, and even to help you sleep. So they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee, which I love. That's S-E-20-J-H-I-T-C-H at SensiLab.com, S-E-N-S-I-L-A-B.com. So thank you to SensiLab for the code to share. This is an affiliate code, so I do receive a small commission. Thank you all for the support through links and listening. Play through the list, number 10, Ronald Gray, an American serial killer and rapist whose convictions include four counts of murder, one count of attempted murder, and eight counts of rape. His crimes were committed when he was in the U.S. Army stationed in North Carolina. President George Bush authorized Gray's execution in 2008 following a Department of Justice review. His execution would be the first by the U.S. military since 1961. Number 11, Randall Greenwald, was an American serial killer and mass murderer, originally sentenced to life imprisonment for two murders committed in 1974. Fast forward to 1978, a fellow inmate, also a murderer by the name of Gary Tyson, had his three sons visit. The sons entered the prison while one was talking to the father. The other pulled out a uh, sawn-off shotgun and ordered the guards to go into a booth. So Greenwald, who had been working in the booth, then cut the alarm and phone lines and was provided with a pistol. After locking the remaining guards, visitors, and prisoners into a supply closet, all five men escaped. From there, they killed six people through Arizona and Colorado over the span of two weeks. Once he was rearrested, he was sentenced to death and executed in 1997. What an escape and the murder spree after that is really scary. Number 12 on the list is Vaughn Greenwood, a serial killer. In November 1964, he killed two people. He would not be arrested for those then. He was arrested and convicted in 1966 for a knife assault, which he spent five and a half years in jail for. Following his release, he returned to California and from December 1974 to February 1975, he killed nine people when he was then arrested. For those later murders, he was called the Skid Row Slasher as he cut their throats from ear to ear and there was evidence that he drank the blood of the victims. He left cups of blood and rings of salt around the corpses. Oh my goodness. The 11 victims were all males from ages 34 to 67. On January 19, 1977, he was sentenced to life imprisonment for these murders. That one is just crazy that he did initially get away with killing two people and then would go to jail for a knife attack and following that release, just absolute terror. Just three more on the list. Number 16, Vincent Groves was a American serial killer who between March 1979 and July 1988 murdered at least seven girls and women in Denver, Colorado. His guilt was proven in four murders due to DNA profiling in 2012. That was 16 years after his death. As a result, a total victim count remains unknown. According to the Denver Police Department, based on based on circumstantial evidence and a number of testimonies, he could have been responsible for more than 20 murders. There's so many after-death discoveries, and I think it's only going to increase. 
Number 17, Jose Guerrero is an American serial killer and rapist who killed three women between 1995 and 1998 in California. He also kidnapped it and attempted to kill another woman, but she did survive. He was arrested for the murders in 2004 while in jail for a DUI. He was tried and convicted in 2009 and sentenced to death. What a way to get captured after nine years. Number 13 on the list is Douglas Edward Grutzler. So he was an American serial killer and he was uh, had an accomplice, Willie Steelman. Together, they committed 17 murders over a three-week period in October and November of 1973 in Arizona and California. All the victims were shot, strangled, or stabbed to death. And the majority of those murders were committed during robberies, three weeks, 17 murders madness. Number 14 on the list is James Greidner. He was a American serial killer and rapist who murdered three teenage girls in Arkansas and a woman in Missouri between 1976 and 1984. He wasn't apprehended until his confession in March 1998. However, authorities still had little evidence tying him to the murders, so they used a technique known as brain fingerprinting to help prove his guilt. In 1999, he was sentenced, or sorry, he was convicted of four murders and sentenced to life imprisonment. He remained imprisoned until his death in 2010. Interesting that he was the one to confess and that there was just little evidence tying him to those murders, but they were able to use that technique to get him convicted and sentenced. Number 15 on the list is Richard Grisman Jr., on the morning of January 27, 1977, he was 16 at the time, he left his home after an argument with his parents. Sometime after leaving, he stole a railroad spike, which he used to break into the home of his neighbor, who was a 72-year-old woman. In the house, he attacked her, viciously beating her until her death. He then left the house. He was arrested, and as he was still a minor, he was convicted under juvenile court. While in juvie in February 1979, he and two other boys escaped from the center and were on the run for about a day. He was released in 1980 and enrolled at Kansas State. Fast forward to 1982, he stole $190 from a business. In 1983, he was arrested and was then placed under probation. I would say it all starts to go downhill from here, but at this point, he's already murdered someone. So anyways, in 1984, he stole a car and was sentenced to jail. He was paroled in 1988. Less than a year later, in June 1989, he murdered three young girls. In, in early July, the FBI located him hiding out in Texas, and 15 federal agents were dispatched there to arrest him. As of now, the three victims have never been found, and he is currently in prison. He will not be eligible for parole until 2093. That one is just awful from the beginning. Ending the list off with a throwback crime, Bell Gunness, nicknamed Hell's Bell, was a Norwegian-American serial killer who was active in Illinois and Indiana between 1884 and 1908. She is thought to have killed at least 14 people, most who were men that she kind of enticed to visit her rural Indiana property through personal advertisements. While some sources speculate her involvement in as many as 40 murders, making her one of the most prolific female serial killers in history. She died in a fire in 19, 
1908, but it is popularly believed that she faked her own death. So it's one of those, it was so long ago, who can be too sure? But in any case, definitely one that kind of was at the start of history and made history. So that wraps up today's episode. Thank you for listening. Just a reminder on the show supporter code, it is SE20JHITCH at sensilab.com. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you next Sunday for more Sunday Scaries by Expresso Crime. Bye for now.